1: If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. Here we are. The playoffs are in the house. Ross Tucker, Steve Fezzik with you as always. And as always, we're presented by betonline.ag the online gaming website of choice for the Even Money podcast. They've got the best odds, the fastest payouts. I mentioned Steve Fezzik. He's the star, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling, the super contest out at the Westgate Casino. He is at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. I am at Ross Tucker NFL. One of the cool things about the playoffs, by the way, is that we can actually get into some of your email questions and other questions that you have. And we will absolutely, absolutely do that moving forward. Um, you can also just send the emails to me, ross at rosstucker.com. Can't tell you how much we appreciate those of you that just give us a retweet, whether it's Steve or myself at Ross Tucker NFL or Bry at RTF Podcast. It means a lot. Or even a like on Facebook, facebook.com, slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just like the iTunes rankings and comments, that stuff all means quite a bit. Steve, I have a bunch of questions as it relates to the playoffs that we'll get into in a little bit, but let's start by recapping week number 17. For the week, Steve, um, I had a very good week. I I was up nine units, and I got to tell you, It is so awesome. Even though I'm not actually putting the money down, although I should, I'm just telling you guys where I would put my money. I really need to because I'm sitting there. I got it pulled up on my phone. You know, at the end of the one o'clock games and driving back to Pennsylvania in the late games, I'm looking at my bets. You were up one unit for the week, Steve. And it looks like on our best bets, uh, we were two and one. On our best bets last week. So, pretty nice. Two and one on our best bets. Uh, Let's get to it, Steve. Um, No dilly-dally. For the Bengals and the Ravens. I went with the Bengals. Uh, You took the over. They both came through. The total was 40. You crushed it there, Steve. You got two units there. I got one unit with the Bengals. They were getting nine and a half points. They won the game outright We both passed that Green Bay-Detroit game. And then Buffalo-Miami, I had a unit on the Bills laying two and a half. You put two units on the Dolphins. Got to tell you, Steve, that stinks for you that they put fails in after the first series. You obviously did not know that was going to happen.
0: Yeah, I didn't um, get that information until Sunday morning, about an hour before the game started. So too late for me and I go down with uh, San Jose State's uh, pride of San Jose State, Mr. Fails.
1: Yeah, that's a bad last name, by the way. Really bad last name. Anyway, so the Bills got it done for me. Um, a buddy of mine was surprised how many teams with, quote-unquote, nothing to play for that you backed. So I, I was just telling him it's all about the point spread tax, right?
0: Yeah, historically, if you just faded teams that – were are in absolute must-win situations. That's a 60% play now. This year, in Week 16 and 17, it turned out to go 2-2-1. So didn't make you money this year, but it has historically.
1: Atlanta, Carolina, we, we both passed that game. Um, so we can move on to Tampa and New Orleans. This was our first best bet of Week 17. And the Bucks, like we thought, Steve, came through in a major way. I only put one unit on it. I just thought that the Saints would come out firing to try to, you know, cement that they would win the division. And I didn't, wasn't quite sure about the Bucks, but the Bucs came out. They played very well. You put two units on it. I put one. And we both won. And that was our first bet. The Bucks were a good team for us down the stretch. And then Jacksonville, Tennessee. I went with you on this one for our second best bet. Uh, I thought it was good logic, you know, to go with the uh, two units on Jacksonville plus 1 in the first half. They were actually down 12-3 at halftime. That was that was pretty surprising that that Jacksonville came out, you know, they wanted to play their guys It seemed like they were going to bounce back after a bad performance, and that's not what happened at all, Steve. That that surprised me, both of us, obviously, because we each lost two units on it.
0: I guess if there's a lesson with Blake Bortles is that if we're going to trust him, let's trust him at home and not on the road.
1: Kansas City, Denver, I had a feeling that Pat Mahomes might be able to sling it around a little bit. I put a unit On the Chiefs, they were getting three and a half points. They won the game outright. You passed that one. And you loved the Raiders getting seven and a half points against the Chargers, home field advantage, 30 to 10. I almost feel like that's another one, Steve, where you kind of got screwed by the John Gruden news. Now, I don't know how much of a difference it would have made, but I do think it would have made some difference. But when that news came out, you know Del Rio ends up getting fired right after the game, but everybody heard the news, whether it was, what, Saturday night or first thing Sunday morning, uh, that I've been in that situation before, and teams typically crumble when that happens.
0: And there's no doubt that after they tied the game at 7-7 and the roar went up in Los Angeles for the Raiders, that was the last roar they... Uh... They absolutely were flat week 17. All the money on the Raiders, that line dipped below seven, but uh, it was wrong side betting.
1: Would you have still done it, Steve, knowing the Gruden news?
0: If I had gotten seven and a half, I think I would have put one unit on just because it was such a good number um, on my power ratings. But like you said, you know, I hate to play psychologist, but um, clearly the team was completely deflated.
1: We both passed the Jets and the Patriots. I leaned New England. Uh, They came through laying 15.5 points. It's just unbelievable. Did not place that bet, though. Houston Indy. I did not like the way Houston was finishing, and I thought Indy, they liked Pagano. They had been playing hard and pretty well down the stretch. They came through for me. I was laying four. I got two units there. And then the game I was at, Steve, Cleveland and Pittsburgh, I put two units on Cleveland getting 11. I think, what was that line by the time the game kicked?
0: Yeah, it came all the way down to six and a half. And, you know, frankly, it played out just like the 2016-year game that ended 24-27 where Landry Jones started and could have been anyone's game. God bless those Cleveland Browns. They tried so hard. But, um, you know, minus 28 in turnover differential for the year. Hard to win any games when you're losing the turnover battle 2-0 each and every game.
1: Yeah, that was yet another one that um, was able to, to pay off for me. So that was two units up. We both passed the Redskins and the Giants, uh, and probably rightfully so. I don't think I would have taken the Giants. Chicago and Minnesota. Um, I went with the Bears getting 12 points, and they lost by 13. I was a point away from at least a push, 23 to 10. You went with a prop. First half, Minnesota, um, two units, laying seven, and it came through for you, Steve. Uh, they were wait, up 16 wait. to seven. So that that first half prop won for you. The one we both did, did not uh, Dallas and Philadelphia, I just didn't think Philadelphia. Philadelphia actually played more of their guys and longer than I thought. Um, but I put two units on the Cowboys laying the three. You passed, but lean Dallas. Cowboys came through. Two more units right there. We both passed Arizona and Seattle. And then I think maybe my first uh, three-star bet, three-unit bet ever was the Niners against the Rams. The Niners were laying three when we recorded last week. I think that was Thursday last week. What what was the what was the line at at at, at close, Steve?
0: Yeah, so money just kept coming in on the 49ers, closing five, and with good reason the Rams with no incentive to win were a complete no show.
1: So that was another best bet for us. I went three units on it. I, I thought Jimmy G would, would come through Niners were good for me down the stretch as well. Niners and Bucks, Jameis and Jimmy. It really is all about the quarterbacks. It's unbelievable. Two units for you, so I was up three. You were up two there. So for the week, I was up nine units. You were up one, Steve, so you are in the black. For the season, I am up 36 units, and you are up 16.5 units. Um, And for our best bets, we are 40. 21-2. 21 and 2. That is really good.
0: Pretty 40. phenomenal, my man. Quest question for you. Season yes. win number, San Francisco 49ers. Next year. How many games are the Niners going to win?
1: I think that they'll put it at eight and a half.
0: I would I would go over eight and a half without blinking right now.
1: What do you think they'll put it at?
0: I think they'll put it at 9. I'd still lean over at 9. I think it like you said, NFL's all about having a quarterback and having a head coach. You got both you uh, your playoff team.
1: So, we both finished the regular season um, up a decent amount. I guess well, you'd have to figure it out, Steve, but the 16 and a half units for you. Do you have any off the top of your head like what percentage would that be in your mind of like picks you got right? I guess it's hard to know how many bets we already
0: made. 56%, I would think. Um, Certainly a great NFL year. My goal is always 55%. If I can hit over 55%, I'm happy.
1: So my 36 units being up, what do you think that is?
0: I think that's upwards of 60% plus, which puts you in the stratosphere in terms of a home run NFL year.
1: Awesome. Love it. And the best bets... I know you're a quick math guy. 40, 21, and 2. What are we there?
0: Looks like 65% to me, right? Um, that is good enough. To, let's put it this way. When I won the super contest in, back in 2008 and 2009, my win rate was 66% and I beat 300 people. That's how good that is.
1: Wow. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, speaking of awesome. Bet online is amazing. We'll tell you more about them a little bit later. Let's
2: get to these games, Bry. All right. First up for the wild card weekend, it's Saturday, four thirty Eastern. Tennessee at Kansas City Chiefs, favored by eight, with a total of forty four and a half.
1: Let me ask you something, Steve. Before we even get into these, how much stock do you put? Like, do you like the um, do you like the the Super Bowl odds at this point? Like, is there any point where the Super Bowl odds kind of get appealing to you, or you still don't like that?
0: I hate the Super Bowl odds at this point because if you just took the teams, especially the wild card teams that have to play the extra game, and you bet them on the money line and you just parlayed them each and every week, you would engineer a payout that was typically about 30% higher than you would get in the futures odds on all the teams. So if there was one bet that I'd recommend you absolutely avoid. It's betting into the futures books this time of year when everyone knows how good all the teams are.
1: What about, um, my other question is, look-ahead lines. Are there there good look-ahead lines at this point?
0: There are not. Typically books don't put up the lines for the following week. Like they do in during the regular season, so pretty um, rare to be able to find a book that even puts those up.
1: God, okay, because I was on the radio with the WIP guys in Philly. By the way, they want they want you on tomorrow. (laughs) But I was on the line with them.
0: I'm going to be there.
1: Oh, you are? Yeah they yes they were. um, You know, I was telling them how the Super Bowl odds now the Eagles I think are fourth best Super Bowl odds, but even. They were telling me uh, the day before I was on with these other guys that I do an hour with, um, Jody Camara and John Ritchie, and they said that the Westgate said that the Eagles would be the underdog against all three opponents in the divisional round, the Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. They said it would be a push with the Falcons. I pick them with the Falcons right now, but with the, uh, the Saints and the Panthers, that the Eagles would actually be the underdog at this point. You buying that?
0: Partly. Um the Eagles would be favored against the Panthers by my power ratings.
1: Um all right. Let's get to let's get to the games now, Bri.
2: All right, I'll say it again. Tennessee at Kansas City. Saturday, four thirty Eastern. Chiefs favored by eight. Total is forty four and a half. I keep doing this, Steve, but I got one more question for you. Well I'm not saying Are that the, again. The, Ross.
1: I know. You don't need to. I'm sorry, Bri. Are these lines um are, these, are, are the playoff lines generally sharper?
0: Absolutely. There's only four games, and all the teams are max motivated. You're not getting situations like last week where the 49ers wanted to play well and the Rams didn't care. Because of that, it's really hard to find the value that you're going to be able to find on other weeks in the NFL.
1: Got it. Yeah, looking at this game. Man, I think the number that jumps out to me the most is the total 44.5. Teams really struggle to score at Kansas City, and I just don't think Tennessee, they've really struggled offensively. And then defensively, the one thing, and I was talking about this with Evan Silva on the Fantasy Feast podcast, the one thing they do pretty well is they don't give up the big play, which has kind of been a big part of the Chiefs' offense. So, I, I would probably lean Tennessee getting eight points, but I think there's a decent chance that the Chiefs win this by 10, 13 points. But if I had to bet on the line, I'd probably lean Tennessee. But I do like the total, 44.5. I'm going to put two units on the under. I think this is like a a 20-17, 23-16, 23-13, something like that game. So two units on the under, 44.5 for me.
0: I'm going to lean to Kansas City here. All about you nailed it. Casey's defense at home very good. 14 straight games they've held opponents to 20 or fewer points, and they've played some really good teams. Um, really good offenses, teams like the Steelers that they've hosted. Conversely, the Titans' offense is very consistent, consistently mediocre. They've scored 24 or less 10 straight games. So. Given the confluence of both of those, it's hard to believe that the Titans are going to be able to get past 17, and that's going to definitely put us under the 44.5. One unit on the under. Best bet.
2: The best bet. Steve, the other game on Saturday, the NFC game, Atlanta at the LA Rams. Rams favored by 6.5 points, 48.5 the total.
0: You know, I was looking to play Atlanta because – statistically, these two teams are pretty darn equal across the board in terms of their overall stats. Atlanta's played the tougher strength of schedule. They've had the fourth toughest schedule, the Rams number 11. And in the wild card round, a tried and true method of winning this round is take the team that played the tougher schedule over the course of the season. That's been like well over 60% trend to play it that way. But I'm very worried about Atlanta carrying a really high fatigue rating into this game. They started the year so poorly, uh, and basically every game was a playoff game for them in December, and now they've only got six days off. The Rams got to completely mail in their game last week against the 49ers. So because of that advantage of the Rams, I think that more than offsets the fact that these are close to equal teams. I do have the Rams rated the better team. I'm worried about their field goal kicker. Um, you know, the legs, Erline can't play, and so Sam Thicken has taken over, and he's kind of looks to be a disaster on the kicking game and that's going to mitigate the Rams great special teams edge I'm just going to lean to the Rams because of the fatigue of Atlanta
1: so that, that's a good point I've been thinking about that a lot um the, the Falcons have been on a whirlwind the last three weeks it's a short week and I actually think Steve that there's a chance that the Rams might have a decent home foot advantage Atlanta's not a team that travels all that well and I think that being a, it's a playoff game it's kind of a night game almost like when usc plays it'll be five fifteen out on the west coast i actually think that they'll get a pretty good crowd for this one what do you think
0: i think so as well but just having a pretty good crowd doesn't equate to having a really loud crowd as well i, I gotta see it to believe it in los angeles i haven't seen it before
1: I'm kind of with you though. Um, I think the the over is appealing. This could be a, a shootout, but not forty-eight and a half. Um, I would lean Atlanta for sure, but I, w- I think the Rams are just the better team, and I think the Falcons are a little tired. I'm going to pass the game, but it, I'd say I'd call it a heavy lean to Atlanta getting to six and a half.
2: Ross on to Sunday for the AFC. It's Buffalo at Jacksonville. Jags favored by eight with a low total, thirty-nine and a half.
1: Right. We don't really know the status of LaShawn McCoy. I think he'll try to play, but I don't know how effective he'll be. Um, I'd probably lean Jacksonville in this one. I think the Bills are a little too happy to be there in my mind. Jacksonville hasn't played well the last couple of weeks. They've taken the tarps out. Fans should actually be going crazy for them. I think that they'll come out and play better than they have. So I would lean Jacksonville, but I'm not laying eight points. With Bortles and the Jags, I think the under is a great number, but 39 and a half is, that's just too low. As Steve would say, not a lot of room for error there. Um, I, I, I'm going to lean Jacksonville, and I'd say a heavy lean to the under, but I'll end up passing the game.
0: Yeah, so McCoy is critical. Obviously gets carted off the field, and the backup running back, i got to ask you this, Ross. How is it that the Bills' backup running back can be Mike Tolbert? Is that the worst worst starting running back if McCoy can't go you've ever seen in a playoff game?
1: It's, it's kind of surprising, yeah, that that's what they went with. I, I, I would agree with that, that that's, that, that who is who their backup uh, running back is. I'm surprised that the Bills don't have another, another option there, or a better option, at least I should say.
0: And because of that, I absolutely have to lean to Jacksonville. If McCoy's out, I'll bet Jacksonville. And I agree on the under. You know, I'm gonna bet a derivative here. Let's play the first quarter under seven and a half. Probably have to lay about a dollar forty on that. The um, Jacksonville and Blake Bortles simply do not score well in the first quarter. They play super conservative. You know, Buffalo is going to be ground and pound regardless of whether McCoy goes or not. I expect a very conservative offense from both teams, new playoff teams looking to not lose the game in the first quarter, first quarter under for a unit.
2: Steve, the final game, Carolina at New Orleans, Sunday at 4.30 Eastern. Saints favored by 6.5, total is 48.5.
0: Pretty big number, but uh, I trust the Saints. They've whacked Carolina twice, and frankly, neither one of those games was close statistically or on the scoreboard. Saints winning both games by double digits. Love the fact that the Saints don't have as much variance as they've had in prior years where Breeze threw the ball so much with the uh, great ground game they have. I don't trust Cam Newton not to make the big mistakes. So uh, with a big home field advantage in the Dome, I'm going to lean to New Orleans, even though my power ratings only have these teams three points apart. Three and a half for home field puts it at six and a half. That's where the number is. I still think New Orleans gets it done. That's where the lean is.
1: Yeah, I, I I just don't like the way Carolina's playing right now at all. The the total for this seems a little high to me. I don't know if it gets to forty eight and a half in this one. I, I would lean to the under in this one. In fact, I'm gonna put a unit on the under under forty eight and a half. I'd probably lean New Orleans as well. This feels to me like about a twenty seven seventeen game, something like that. Maybe even twenty seven twenty. I don't see it getting higher than that. So. I'll put a unit on the under 48-and-a-half for this game. And that'll do it for our bets for the wildcard round. Of course, the place to go, Steve, is betonline.ag and using promo code Money on your first deposit so that you earn a 50% welcome bonus up to $2,500 worth of sportsbook free plays. You know Steve talks about it all the time. BetOnline's odds are released before every other sports book. So get to BetOnline.ag and make sure Sunday night, after we know what the games are for next week, that's going to be the first odds up there, the first lines. You can place your bet. They have awesome state-of-the-art live betting software, and you get a free $25 on your first live bet. they got a poker room. You can claim a 100% poker and casino bonus, all kinds of options for you at betonline.ag. The key, though, is that you use the promo code EVENMONEY to score your $2,500 bonus. Brian, we got time for an email today. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Not just a, a former player a question from the Even Money podcast. You are asking the... Only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. His opinion. All right. It's interesting, Steve. It seems like a lot of times the questions for this show come from uh, overseas. This one is from Miko Namanon from Helsinki, Finland, and he took advantage of the even money code over at Bet Online. Uh, thanks for your great podcast. Been a listener since the four-day four-letter network days. Great way for us overseas listeners to keep up with everything regarding the NFL. I made a deposit at betonline.ag using the promo code EVEN MONEY. I have a question for Steve Fezzik for the EVEN MONEY podcast. I like to play on derivative markets like first half totals and team totals. I have found it hard to find information on what is the value of half a point in these markets. Obviously, I know that all numbers are not created equal and that the value differs between key numbers and non-key numbers probably even more than full game bets. Here's an example I might see on a first half bet on a Sunday. One bookie is offering total line under uh, 21 at at even money while another one has under 21.5 with line uh, minus 130. Which one is a better bet Kind regards, and keep up the good work again from Miko over in Finland, Steve.
0: Can you repeat those first half options?
1: Under twenty-one, even money. Under twenty-one and a half, minus one thirty. Basically, how much are half points for these, you know, first half bets? These derivative bets.
0: Yeah, so twenty-one would be worth. This is off the top of my head, it's probably worth about twelve, thirteen cents. So the under twenty-one. Even money is way better than the under twenty one and a half lay a dollar thirty. The reference that your friend in Helsinki should use. By the way, whenever you see this a reference to the city of Helsinki, I always think back to the movie Die Hard, where they talk about an author from Helsinki, and the announcer says, "Oh, Helsinki, Sweden," and then there's a long pregnant pause, and they go, "Ah, uh, that would be Finland." Um, that's in the Die Hard movie. But weighing the odds in Hold'em Poker. The author's name is King Yao, Y-A-O, and I know he breaks down the value of half points, certainly on the sides for the first half betting in the NFL. I believe he does it for totals as well. Definitely you want to use that as your reference.
1: Interesting. Very good. The other question I have, um, Steve, is a buddy of mine who does uh, a terrific job calling high school sports, covering high school sports where I'm from, in Redding, Pennsylvania, Paul Roberts for WEU. He's been having success with um, a lot of teaser bets, and he's been teasing a lot each week, and he's wondering why more people don't do it. What's the What's the negative when you're teasing? Teasing lines up or down that, or whatever.
0: The negative is that the books have been beat up by these teaser bets in the NFL, and now they've gotten expensive. So the bread-and-butter teaser is the six-point NFL teaser where you get an extra six points on two games. You have to win both the games to win. And the basic strategy, and this is documented in the Stanford Wong book, um, I forgot the title of it, uh, I think it's Sharp Sports Betting, by Stanford Wong that um, talks about, he, he calls them long teasers, but they're really advantaged teasers that you want to tease a team that's more than a seven-point favorite, but less than a nine, so an eight point favorite down to two. So you get through those juicy three, four, five, six, seven numbers in the NFL or tease a underdog of a two point underdog up to eight again through that three through seven corridor. The problem is that the bettors have been so successful doing that, the books most books now charge you minus a dollar twenty to make that bet. They used to charge you minus a dollar ten.
1: Got it, and that makes, that, that's enough of a difference that it makes it so it's not worth it, or it still could be worth it?
0: It still can be worth it, but now you've got to hit 55% of your bets to break even instead of 52.4%, so much much big, bigger hurdle just to get to the break-even point. But having said that, obviously you look at this wild-card weekend, uh, and you've got the two teams that absolutely qualify, Jacksonville and Kansas City, both. At minus 8.5, boy, minus 2.5 looks a lot more attractive than 8.5. That's certainly a teaser that I would recommend.
1: Love it. We'll get to at least one question next week, so hit us up, certainly. Ross at RossTucker.com. We love when you guys send us questions. I learn a lot. You guys ask questions that I wouldn't even think or know to ask. So please, hit us up. Take advantage of any of the sponsors over at Ross tucker.com including bet online and boom we will go ahead and ask steve right here on the show so we can all learn a little bit about derivatives about uh teasers that was awesome other than that you guys know the deal we love when you spread the word via social media we love when you give us the itunes rankings and comments if you appreciate what we do good luck everybody hope you guys win some money Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast,
2: and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.